So welcome, I'm your host Shane Kipper. You're listening to the Know Your Worth podcast, formerly known as the Power of Collective Genius. In this podcast, we talk about love, prosperity, and abundance within. We're here to grow and expand ourselves from the inside out. The goal of this podcast is to help dive deep into the depths of what makes our souls tick, to find what truly makes us happy, and to reprogram the beliefs that we have that so eloquently shape who we become. I want you to think about this question as we dive into today's episode. What would it mean to you if you could let go of your past, develop a new self-image, and step into the fullest potential of yourself? How would life be different? I want you to know that I'm with you. The greatest version of you is knocking, and I know that you have within you the ability to open the door and embrace it fully. I'm here extending a hand if you will reach out and grab it, accept it, and walk this journey with you, with me. You don't have to do it alone, and in fact, you never really have. So, that is kind of the intro for wow, this podcast. Nice. Like what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, nice. I well, appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And it's kind of uh, in the molding and uh, you know shaping of it. Uh, but today we have David Henningfield on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me, bro. Yeah, you got it. That's good to Glad have we you. Glad we working out. This is like uh, the fourth episode of this um, this uh, podcast, so I'm pretty excited. You're the, the third interview that I've had, or fourth. I've done one uh, with another guy twice, so okay. uh, this will be pretty good. I, I really enjoy having the interviews because I'm able to um, get a different perspective from, you know, different points of view on different topics and so that's kind of what the point of this is so uh, before we got started we took some kava um <laughs> and kava kava uh what so what is kava kava i i don't know it felt pretty interesting and i feel good now do you yeah you're noticing yeah. a little bit okay yeah it's a just an herb that uh, you can get in a tincture capsule uh you can take it as a kind of a relaxer just helps you to really uh, calm down. I noticed the big effects. I was going on a drive once, and I, it was a long drive. The elevation was kind of changing through the mountains, and I, I was like, oh, yeah, I have this in my bag, so I'll, I'll pull it out, and I took some. I really noticed it there, and it really, I, I got anxious for some reason driving, and I really noticed that it uh, just chilled me out a little. So uh, is it an herb? Yeah. Like, so how, do you know how they make it? I think they use the root of the herb, and then they'll probably grind that into a powder and then for a tincture they'll put it into alcohol uh, let it sit for probably a month or so three weeks then they uh yeah then it's just extracted and take it from there hmm. and uh, you can get it at the the Boise co-op I don't know where else you can get it around the world wherever you're watching but yeah, it's like it's like a little dropper and you put it under your tongue and like my mouth was numb for a minute and <laughs> the flavor is terrible the flavor is terrible but um, it definitely I, I definitely feel loose you know what I mean um, it is kind of like a calming effect and I I like stuff like that because I'm not um, I don't believe in like big pharma uh, pharmaceuticals absolutely um, using alternative drugs for um, you know, if, if it's anxiety or sleep or, um, you know, ADHD yeah. or whatever, using an external source, although that is still a little external, but it's a natural base. It's yeah, derived totally. from a plant. It's, it's, it's more full, it's, you know, it's more encompassing. So that's what I like about herbs is they get, they have multiple constituents where a pharmaceutical has like one specific chemical in it. And the, the, the full effect of an herb they all work together to have the effect that it does, and it's a little more balancing, I guess, in the body. That's, yeah, that's what I like about it. Yeah, and it's not like a like a chemical. Right. Yeah, it's just a plant. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, before we got started, we were talking a little bit about like your journey. I don't know too much about that, like, because I I knew you from a few years ago. We never were, like, great friends at that time. You know, we both had our, sure. our separate parties, our posses or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and Got a posse of one. Huh? Posse of one, I think, in high school for me. Yeah. I didn't even explore much. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, Adderall, though, I was stuck on that in high school, so that was fun. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've 
taken that recently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I not, not not stuck on it. I was prescribed it, but I should right. clarify that. Prescribed it, but most people think that they have to have it in order to function. I couldn't function when I took it. Yeah. When you took it, you when couldn't function. It. No, it was terrible. Even though that that's what they said they you needed. Yeah. yeah. And then I went through rounds of trying different, like alternatives, Concerta and and uh, Adderall and the, the different types. Each time it would have the same. It give me that gave me anxiety. I was bad. I would. Be walking, yes. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like walking by a door, and before I'd open the door, I felt like every time that somebody was gonna slam the door and break my face, and I couldn't, or I'd walk through grass and constantly think about bees stinging me. Or Jeez. Yeah, it was bad. I had That's no, like a bad trip. <laughs> yeah. An eight-hour day of school like that, yeah. or drinking a water fountain. I thought my somebody would play a joke on me and like slam my head into the. The, the metal break oh my teeth. My I was God. just the things I think of were crazy. I don't know why. That's brutal. It was brutal. Cause I've taken it uh, plenty of times, and it's it's given me anxiety. It's it's like um, I'm just like freaking go go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of anxiety. It's never like someone's gonna like beat my ass, you know, or <laughs> fuck with me, but I could totally see that, especially as like a, a, a little kid too, I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know? it was not good. It started off, when I first started taking it, that kind of effect, where it was, it did kind of feel good, I got more work done, I focused better, right, focused on what they wanted me to focus on. Right. Uh, I, uh, that's how it started, and then a year, a little under a year probably or so, and that's when it started having that effect, no matter the kind they gave me. Either. But yeah, yeah. So that was, and then I eventually, I just tricked my parents and like hit it under my tongue and spit it out the window on the way to work or school every day. Jeez. Yeah. Well, that's good yeah. that you were conscious enough to make that decision for yourself because it fucks a lot of people up. Yeah, it does. I know a lot of people that like have gotten really sick because of it. Sick? Yeah, um, just uh, this, this girl I know, not gonna name any names, but she just has a lot of um, internal problems. I don't know if it derives directly from the, uh, um, uh, what are we talking about? Adderall. Adderall, directly from the Adderall. Um, but, I mean, overall, her, her, well-being just isn't that great but she she's also taken a break and been definitely gotten a lot better oh good yeah good uh, but i mean I, that could be all all the other stuff she's probably taken too you know what i'm saying so um yeah i've never heard like a lot of really good things about it i've even heard that um it's one molecule away from being methamphetamine i've heard that too yeah you know what and I'm it's saying? just legal meth legal meth yeah yeah. Doctors. Most of the people that get it anyway, like, crush it up and snort it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You know, I think I used my prescription to sell it once for a while. Oh, yeah. Most people just get it because they get it for five bucks and then they sell it. You know lots of people yeah. that do that. Yeah. As of lately, as of years ago, I stopped just because I wanted to. I wasn't really for promoting that. So it's, right. Yeah. That's, I get yeah. That. So, like, um, so you, you were prescribed Adderall. What, what other things do you feel like, you know, like, like I had mentioned in the beginning, we both had our own posses or whatever you want to call them. Sure. Um, and at that time, I know for myself, I was very insecure. I like, um, you know, I was in that group because they were typically with girls and, um, you know, I was trying to be something I was not. Yeah, that's like um, high school right there. Exactly. It, lots of drinking, drugs, um, and just dumb shit, you know what I'm saying? But there was a turning point in my life that um, helped me kind of see the light, and yeah. then I just went towards the light. Yeah. So what was that for you? like? What? That was a start when I was, uh, I was 20. And so I, I uh, really... It was my birthday, and I had just turned 20, and my friend came over with um, some mushrooms. 
as a surprise. Okay. And, yeah. And, uh, I took about half an eighth, I think. And uh, I sat there and just waited for this experience. And then I started feeling all this gratitude was the first experience for me on that. Wow. And uh, just gratitude for everything. Gratitude for anything and everything around me. Uh, and then there it was... You know, I, it's interesting because they're all different after that. But even to this day, I still get tidbits of of clarity and insight from that original experience. So after yeah. the the gratitude, it was I had this just this massive flow of information um, coming into me, and I was trying to like process it in the English within my head, trying to it was it was crazy, and I. Uh, synchronicity from there happened. Um, it was a beautiful experience, and then I ended up uh, working with a lady that was Wiccan. And um, I don't know much about Wiccan. It's uh, you could call it like shum- shamanism. Okay. Kinda. Yeah, like All an right. old style of shamanism. Yeah. Uh, very ritualistic though. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so she, I was very open after that experience, of course. Yeah. And uh, she introduced me to that, and I kind of. I, I touched on that for a little bit, and then I dove into stones, and that really kind of started make to help me become aware of um, my energy and my field and my my space around me. Um, and I've continued to explore stones, but from there I just kind of dove into everything I could related to anything that you know I had a drive for, so chakras or. Uh, Reiki or meditation, or, yeah, yeah, and that was, and then that was it, and then from there, um, yeah, I've just always been expanding since since then, right, and really, you know, I, I say a lot in that moment that I I really found myself um, the first time you took shrooms. Well, yeah, well, I mean that was like a trigger, and then a lot of what I was doing after that too, right. So I really came to no David and no it was just like an epiphany like well yeah that's me that's that's what I want to be before that before that point um, I had been um, I weighed 185 pounds I was on testosterone and all sorts of pro hormones I remember yeah I was uh, I was really becoming out of touch with myself and it was a really interesting time to find that yeah yeah that's kind of like my little my little bleep of a story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, and I, I vibe with that a lot because I, I went through kind of the same thing. I was taking steroids. I never was like really into it, but I started it to kind of see what it would do. And then I got the negative effect of all of it. You know, oh, I, really? I never got bigger like anything really? like that. But I was also doing other drugs and no, drinking sure. and not working out and not drinking water. So sure. just, I don't know. It was an experiment. <laughs> you know. you got to do it right. I definitely didn't. There was a time when I didn't do it right. People thought I looked like uh, Gerard Butler because I got, I got so poofy. Like if you look at a picture of me in that time, I'd I don't like, even know who that is. I don't even know who it is either. <laughs> okay. Um, but if you, oh, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Oh, he's an actor. He does uh, take Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, that guy? Yeah, they thought of that. I don't know what that was about. But I, right. I, I, was, I had so much water weight all over me. From that yeah. I just, I ate Taco Bell every day and ate crap. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it, like I said, it was kind of an experiment, you know. Um, but I would say that no one should ever do that. You know, no, no. Steroids. I mean, unless it's like a I did get one really interesting benefit from it that I've kind of been grateful for. My shoulder had a problem, hmm. and I uh, had heard like of you know doctors giving shots of testosterone into different parts of the body to help heal them, like a joint or something. Yeah. So I tried it in my shoulder, and um, it actually it fixed it. Like done. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't have and any I problems. nope. Since then, I, I every time I do a fly or that kind of <clears> movement, I'd have this piercing pain. Yeah. And I couldn't do a fly, but I just tried it out. And hmm. So that was interesting. Because I recently was in a um, bicycle accident. I got hit by a car. I remember you talking about that, yeah. And so, like, I have kind of a knee problem a little bit, but 
I also believe that I can heal it, right, right, in my mind with meditation and, and sending it love. Of course you can. But I wonder if a little bit oh, of testosterone would, like, <laughs> a little speed boost. up the process, you know what I'm saying? It may. I don't know I how where it exactly you'd inject it down there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just going to go yeah. with healing it with my mind. <laughs> yeah. That's but, good. Yeah, because, like, for me, I, um, like, with with psychedelics, I think there were multiple times that it it was the, the trigger of, like, I, I've definitely felt a lot of gratitude um, under the influence of uh, psychedelics. Yeah. It's changed a lot of areas of my life. Me and my dad used to have, like... <clears throat> problems all the time we just did not click um and i remember i was sitting in my office i i lived in the closet of the office i was working at okay. <laughs> for a few months and uh did some shrooms locked the door it was pitch black nice. and just went deep you know and um had a realization that like i was the problem you know what i mean i just I I became aware that I was taking things personally. I was um, causing most, uh, actually all, all, you know, just taking taking that responsibility. And so I took that responsibility. And that night I texted him and I was like, "Hey, I'm so sorry." Like I was, I cried and I laughed and I cried and I laughed, and all joy. You know what I'm saying? And um, ever since then, we've had an amazing relationship. Wow, like we, that's a big, that's we, a big realization. It's hard to really like take that deep of a responsibility. Yeah, to like, cause like, it's easy to put the blame on someone, which I was doing, putting the blame on him, and so it was. There would never be any opportunity to mend that relationship with. Sure. And I'm sure we both were doing that. He was probably saying I was the problem, and I was saying he was the problem. Yeah. But that that the, that's not really the point. The point is like. I had to take that responsibility, but the shrooms allowed me to, like, um, just become aware of it, you know what I'm saying? Become aware that yeah. I was causing the problem. And multiple other different scenarios that have really changed the course of my life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, now do you think that, uh, from you realizing that and taking action on that, do you think that he saw that example slightly and maybe changed a little bit too? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's great. Good. Yeah. That's cool. That I can spiral like that. Yeah. I'm sure, like, yeah, I don't know. It's like ever since that day, it's like we both uh, take the initiative now to say, hey, you know, you I love that's you. That's good. You know Very what I'm good. saying? And, and so, and that, that's, that, that's like a big part of my life for most of my, like, teen years, right? I me I resented my dad <laughs> I would always think about how much I hated him you know I, I love you dad you know what I mean um, but uh, that was it was a big part of my life I had to get over and once I did it it changed so much for me it, <clears throat> it not only allowed me to take responsibility for that relationship but every other relationship including my, my own with myself you know what I mean? That was probably the biggest turning point that um, allowed me to like take responsibility for my life and um, essentially know that I was in control because that one small action of saying I'm sorry and taking the responsibility um, changed everything. Yeah. So. So how did it? Uh, how did it click? In sh in short, like how did? What was? Because I know in experiences like that, there's usually, there's, there's like a, you know, there's a, a verbiage or a, um, something that kind of comes up that's, that, that clicks per se. There's like a story that happens. Um, what what kind of was it for I you? I don't know, honestly, what the story was. Because I didn't only think of that relationship. I thought of like my mom and my sister and my grandma and everyone that I had, like, real close relationships with and I texted all of them too. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. I was like, Mom, I'm sorry. You know, crying the whole time. <laughs> just full of, <laughs> full of joy. Um, but I thought about every relationship and just how like, because me and my sisters was, wasn't good at the time either. And, you know, I had to take that responsibility and, and literally from that point, um, 
those relationships have been phenomenal. Wow, that's great. And that's it's so crazy awesome. that yeah. one like small like drug they call it can change so much for you. Um, I see a lot of time or a, a lot all over Facebook, and I don't know like where they're at in the process, but they're um, in the process of trying to make mushrooms legal, uh, medicinal. That's so thrilling. Absolutely, <laughs> in, in like. Uh, um, what is it called? Uh, therapy, yeah, therapeutic. therapeutic. Or so like clinical, clinical. Yeah. Exactly. So you, I've even seen where they have like uh, rooms where they take you into it. You do have the experience, and um, I mean, I've I've seen side effects that last up to a couple weeks, where you feel just so much better. Yeah. You know, the depression is gone. Uh, it just cures so many things, and I, I agree with that. It's cured depression for me, yeah. insecurity for me, um, and so many things. It just blows my mind how, like, uh, buried it is or shunned or... It's really crazy. I remember so. how I felt about it before I didn't, uh, before I had never done it, is I, like, had this, like, grungy, like, just from every... Because it was so hidden and so... Like, don't, it'll kill brain cells, it'll do all these things. And it yeah. just was this mad idea about that I had about it. But it really is such a deep, a deep medicine. And it's, I've, I have such a appreciation for it. Yeah, and that's, I think that's another key point, too, is, like, the appreciation for it. Because when I first started doing psychedelics, it was in the party scene. Oh, yeah, that, that's <clears throat> totally, yeah. It's kind of I, I Yeah, absolutely. The, it's got to be taken seriously because, you know, you can do uh, LSD and mushrooms or whatever the psychedelic is and not have any real intention other than to just be fucked up with your friends sure. and not get the true value out of it. Yeah. Um, I started doing it by myself. That was a big, big change. Um, and, and like setting the intention before even going into the experience of like, That's huge. you know, I, these are, this is my goals. I'm, I literally will write out my goals for what I want to know, what I want to figure out in this experience. And a lot of the times I'll get what I ask for. Nice. You okay. know I was saying? about to ask, do you, do you, do you hit all those? Do you hit all those, those marks, those bullet points that you, that you write out? For the most part. Experience? Okay. Because yeah. I've, I've done that, and I'll usually, like, I'll start off at, like, one or two. Yeah. And then the whole <laughs> the whole journey goes in its own direction. It's guided, per se. But, uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely get the, the intention that was originally set. Yeah, and it's, I mean, like, you don't really get to control it too much. Well, um, sure, no, if you try to do that, it'll just go sour. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta just relax and let it happen, but and understand that you're on something. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, I mean it's you, it's it's important to set the intention though, and be let it be like a medicine or something that's going to help you either get through something or let you know something. It's a yeah. you know just the it takes the blinders off almost. Yeah. Um, but you know. You can set the intention, but it's going to go all sorts of different ways. Yeah. Um, but that's the beauty of it. Right. You know, you that's, hit all sorts of different angles and dimensions. Yeah, and that's how you can probably have a lot of the breakthroughs that we that we are able to get by just coming at that different angle. Or right. Getting that. There's a there's a guy. What's his name? Kalindi. Kalindi Ely, and he's hmm. he's nuts. He does like, I think he's at like twenty five grams right now. I don't know how much that is. Uh, an eighth is like three and a half. Oh, really? A full eighth, yeah. Okay. So he, and he's really into like the deep uh, exploring of it, but I, I don't know what my point was with that, but he's just, he's, he's really, he's got an interesting perspective on it. He's worth a, worth a look. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's like, what, four eighths? That's probably more than that. What, uh, four, five, five. If he, even if he's doing 20, He's doing 21 to be seven, seven eighths, or no, it'd be three and a half. I don't know. That's insane. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, I guess you got to work to that. Um, (laughs) But um, I'm sure there's a totally new level to that. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, the most I've done is an eighth. Um, but it's it's that I think there's a there's a point where there, you have to take enough to get to the point where um, you almost let go of yourself. Yeah. You you let go of the ego. You uh, step out of your your body and understand what you truly are. Yeah, and that can be painful. Yeah, just for anybody uh, that hasn't experienced that. That's not an. It's not like you can take this medicine and you just are able to do that. You you got to work to get that. That's that's not easy. Just the ego is strong, and it will fight. Yeah. <laughs> Put up, and it'll be there still when you come back. But yeah, um, I mean, I think throughout the whole process, you like face those demons, and that's what it's really about. A lot of times is like facing them and like becoming aware that they're even there a lot of times like with my dad yeah you know what i mean that was a, a demon that it was hard to confront although i i had the ego when i was still there but i was the the light was shown on the problem so by the time i was done i i could take that that knowing and decide if i want to change it or keep things the way they were so I think that's what it kind of is. Maybe you don't, like, you're not changed, but your awareness is changed. And so what you do with that new awareness is what creates the change. That's what matters, yeah. It's, I mean, you can take them all you want and see cool colors and yeah. create beautiful fractals on a wall. <laughs> yeah. Walk into the fractal yeah, and uh, find a new world. But when you come back and you finish, it's what you do with it. It's, that's not it's not the point to you know take it all the time just to, to see that that we we we're here in our body this is our little suit and we're in a big old yeah we get a little skin suit yeah you know, we get to do what we want we're in our own we're in our own game per se yeah yeah it's our own reality yeah something I think about um, when we talk about that is like we because we are the creators of our reality that's Mackenzie. oh nice um, okay we are the creators of our reality right if you want to think of it as a game if you want to think of it as whatever like like anything that's happening outside of this room isn't real right it's just our um you know figment of imagination that there's a camera and it's casting to us and it's projecting to other people but is it really um, you know are people really sure. listening to this they, yeah. it, and then it becomes it, it comes more created for us as we then go to look at it absolutely right? it's, so as it, we solidify it per se exactly Out, outside of these walls just ones and zeros right it, like the matrix yeah um, nobody else exists except for what's going on in this interaction right here um, kind of like the double, uh, have you seen the double slit experiment? The double slit experiment? Oh. It's a quantum, so they, it was real quick, they like shoot little protons or something through this, through this slit, and it's two slits. And so when they are not observing the slit, it goes into a wave. It makes like, and they're shooting them to see a pattern on a wall. So they shoot it through the, through the slits, and it makes a wave. When they then go to observe it, it's, it, solidifies it comes back down from a wave pattern into a into the two lines hmm. when they observe it that's the only thing that they change then they take it away and it does the same thing it goes back into a wave so just by observing the thing that that brings it in interesting yeah yeah <laughs> right it's, it's, that was a that was a big one for me it really blew my mind when I learned that yeah it's kind of like with uh you know, space or really anything that we're trying to discover as you seek, you know, you tend to figure out those things. You know, if you're looking for it, you'll find it. Yeah. Uh, with space, if you're looking for planets and whatever, space will continue as far as we keep looking. It'll never, we'll never reach the edge because we continue know. looking. Sure. So we're you continuing know, to create as we're looking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's so amazing. Well, I'm continuing to look for an alien. You know, I'd like one to just come say hi. Yeah, I'm hoping Feel to get free. a hoping to get an alien on this podcast. That'd be nice. I'd love to be a part of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's uh, we're gonna shoot it on the spaceship. Okay. Yeah. The nice. 
That would be a big one. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I mean, I think, so you've gone through kind of a transformation. Do you think that it was specifically the shrooms? I know that was kind of a, a, a turning point for you. That was, it was a definitely trigger. It was definitely like a, a launch. So, so what are you practicing right now that helps you? Because this, this podcast is all about self-love. This, it's all about like knowing your worth and how to use that to create results in your life. And so, um, I know you understand that. So how do you use that? What kind of practices do you have that help you, you know, just become a better you for your reality? I definitely enjoy meditating. Of course, that's so that's a big one for me, but it's and it's not, you know, meditation is from my understanding and all of my exploring. It's not go somewhere and shut your mind off. Okay. Um they can be, yeah. by all means, sure, if that floats your boat. But yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's calming and listening and watching what flows and seeing where, for me, it's just seeing where I'm at and what's kind of coming, coming up within me and mm. where I'm naturally flowing to and then tweaking that from there. So, so that's... That's what I. That's a big one for me. I like that a lot. So yeah. when you say you, uh, when you're meditating, how what do you do in order to calm yourself and listen? I really like uh, breath work to start. Hmm. Yeah, just okay. really focused breath work. Do you just like listen to your breathing, like deep breaths, hold it in? Yeah, that's a really good start. So I'll I'll take a breath, and I'll take a full a full breath until right as I get to the the top, and I'll take a little bit more. I just push it just a little bit more, hold it for maybe a second, and then go out. And then on all the way down, then I, at the very bottom of the breath, then I push it out just a little bit farther. I think it's called pranayamic breathing. That could mm. be a bad quote, though. It may not be. Okay. But I, I do that, and I just really um, I listen to that for a little bit, and that kind of guides me into hearing where I'm at and, you know, really... It's a, it's a good check-in to say, what's how am I doing? What's going on? How am I, what do I need to pay attention to or process? Yeah, because, I mean, for most of the day, a lot of people, like, they typically, they hold their breath because yeah. of stress. You know what I'm saying? And so they breathe really shallow and just, like, never really yeah. fully breathe in and then breathe out. So being conscious of that, um, I'm sure, brings a lot of, like, life back into the body yeah completely period because i mean we are our breath essentially yeah. um i really um I, I love meditating while i ride my bike too because so meditation to me doesn't have to be a hold still okay and i've i've for a long time i fought with that and really like tried to f hold, do do the thing that i thought meditation was right like i thought i, I was supposed to sit there and close my eyes and be quiet and have no thought and right. just cut it off yeah. and just apparently find this little bliss within that and that's the, for you know maybe some people do find that and that's what makes them happy but that doesn't that has yet to work for me so yeah I mean I guess it's just finding what does work yeah. you know because I think the the act of fighting it you know fighting the um, need to sit still or the um, external belief of what meditation has to be um, you know, I, I definitely believe that too. I do breath work a little bit, um, more along the lines of, uh, have you ever heard of Wim Hof? I think I've heard of it. I'm not familiar with what it is. Yeah. Wim Hof is a guy. He just, uh, really, uh, amazing guy. You know, oh, okay. he climbed, climbed, uh, Mount Kilimanjaro in his shorts. Oh, that's where I've heard of it. You told I was telling me. you yeah, about that's that. Why but, you know, he has a breathing technique where yeah. you breathe in all the way. Uh, let it out, not all the way, but then breathe in all the way, and you do that 30 times, then hold it, and hold it as long as you can. Um, and then if, as as you're about to like let it go, breathe in all the way again, and hold it as long as you can, and then do that three times, that whole cycle. But what it does is it oxygenates the body, it, it um, you know, you start tingling, and 
it's it's an amazing practice. Um, but I wouldn't consider that along the lines of meditation. I, I kind of have that same problem of sitting still and just not thinking of anything. Right. Um, so something I do too is uh, guided meditation. Those I listen, are nice, yeah. I listen to, a, uh, there's one by Bob Proctor. Um, it's the abundance meditation. So it's kind of like visualization as, at the same time. So, you know, you're calming the body and visualizing what you want for your life. Because, um, you know, that's how you create results is yeah. through your imagination. You um, really need to, you know, see it and feel it. See it and feel it, exactly. Smell it, taste it, touch yeah. it. You know, you got to do all the, you got to involve every sense you can. Right. Yeah. So, so you meditate, you yeah. do breathing techniques. What else do you do for your, like, self-love practice? Self-love You know, it's I, I don't know if I have more of a specific. I mean, I I do things that make me truly happy. Yeah. There's um. Self love. Yeah. There's a gentleman, and his name is Daryl, Daryl Anka, and uh, he channels is what he. That's this is his thing. He channels a, a being named Bashar, um, and it's pretty it's pretty wild information, but th- it's the information that matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you take some of it, leave some of it, but uh, a constant uh, idea that they throw out there is to follow your excitement. So throughout my day, I'll check in and I'll say, um, I can go do this or I can go do this. You know, you run into a lot of those forks throughout the day of what you could be doing. Yeah. So uh, I really try to listen to see what. I'm going to do that excites me yeah. um, and that excitement I've seen will bring will bring about the synchronicity to truly bring you what you what you're looking for right um, and just following that passion that that re- and really listening though because you know you can be excited about going and drinking at a bar yeah but is that is that really what excites you or is it the letting go? Is it the the social? Because if that's what it is, you can find that somewhere else. Find it somewhere else, or yeah. even you don't even have to drink to get Precisely. it. Precisely, yeah. You don't have to do that. Yep. Exactly. So it's. So, um, <clears throat> what's the what's the guy's name you said that channels the The, the guy's name's Daryl. Daryl Anka, I believe is his name. Is he on like YouTube or mm-hmm. anything? Mm-hmm. He there once was a time where he uh, had a bunch of longer videos as he's gotten more popular he's moved that to being on his website being subscription subscription based but he does have a good amount of little clips on YouTube that kind of give the idea of his point because uh, have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks I have yeah yeah uh, Esther Hicks mm-hmm. she channels Abraham um, and Abraham is just abundance it's um, the infinite talking through her and um she talks about you know what you were just um, making your point on is that following the excitement following like what feels good like because yeah. you you really know that whether you, you follow what you think you have to do or you follow what is going to make you feel the best typically and pretty much all the time the one that feels the best is the path of yeah. least resistance is what she calls it path of least resistance so um Essentially, when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. Yeah. Um, and so, by you know just different interactions and um, different circumstances and challenges, if it if it's if it's not pleasing, um, you know that that's you know not in alignment with who you want to become or what yeah. you're trying to achieve. And then, and there's there's the whole part of that too that has to be noted is you you really. That's where you want to be aware of ego, and you want to be aware of a lot of who you are, because sure. you know it's really easy to to get confused for a second to go after something that really isn't what you want. But if you listen, you can you'll always find it. So how how do you think you uh, determine the difference between what is real and what is kind of a test or like a, a carrot on the stick? I think. I try to listen to 
what is love and what is fear. And so I'll, I'll, mm. I'll look at a choice and I'll say, okay, is that choice going to be out of fear? Not necessarily like I'm scared or like I, you know, it's, it's scary or, right. you know, it's, yeah. is that out of fear? Uh-huh. Anything, yeah. anything involving the idea of fear sure. or is that choice out of love? Does that excite me for that reason? Right. And that's, yeah, I definitely by all means that's can't great. always make Sometimes I follow the fear. I do. And yeah. sometimes I don't. It's, Most of the time I try not to. I try to It's it's almost like love. we're addicted to fear. Yeah. Um, fear is, is an addiction. Insecurity is an addiction. Like fear as uh, as a term in general, for whatever it could mean, um, is is an addiction, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, wow, that's, that's crazy because I, I do the same thing too. Oh, like I, I'm not always perfect. It's probably like, probably like forty percent of the time I'm perfect. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> and following percentage there. Yeah, I'm not like fifty fifty, but I'm getting close. It gets better. It does Practice get better, it. absolutely. And it's it's, I think too is like determining what, you what you think is love, what is love to you, like what that's huge. Yeah, that's super how do important. you find love for yourself, like. Is it, you know, having good friends? Is it having, um, you know, experiences that, you know, if it's out in nature or whatever that thing is for you that makes you happy and, and, and joyful, that's, that's love, you know, determining what that is. So maybe like getting specific on what that is first, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And then, and then you almost have like a guide, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a map you, you're walking through life and okay, I could go to the bar or I could go on a walk with uh, one of my buddies yeah. uh, out in nature, you know, one is love, one is not. Um, so you, you get that decision. And yeah. so you're typically challenged with those decisions. Um, sure. Life throws those at you to see, you know, kind of where you're at. Um, Definitely. Now, not to say that the bar thing, you know, it's funny how life goes. So you could be meeting somebody at a bar because that's where they're at in their life and that's where they need to meet. And so out of love, you meet them there. And yeah. So that's a funny thing, you know. But de definitely, the, you know, I would think that most people would prefer the, or would be aware enough to go on a walk. Yeah, and I yeah. mean, not to say that if you're going to the bar that you are... Uh, fearful sure like I went right. to the bar I went to the bar like three days ago we were we went to a, a concert you know what I mean I went to I the bar on Saturday yeah exactly I went and, dancing though yeah, yeah that's so nice. it's that's not the point it's like what you go to the bar for is, sure exactly you know um, is is whether that's the love or the fear yeah um, I mean, you could probably go on a walk to go do some drugs with your buddy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So sure, sure. that's also got a, a fearful decision in it itself. So, you know, it, it really is about getting specific on what that is for you and then, yeah. and then uh, feeling your way. And that's, that's probably the key term is feeling. Yeah. I've noticed that a big feeling for me for love is uh, beauty. Beauty? Beauty, okay. beauty or gratitude. Um, when I feel grateful and uh, I'm in a really good state of love there and when I when I see beauty or feel beauty that's a big indication that's that, that, that I'm in a love vibration at that moment and that's for me that's kind of what works yeah, yeah. so um, I mean beauty beauty can be a lot of things yeah it can. Um, so what do you like specifically pick so, out or like a big one for me for beauty would be I made it to the top of a mountain on a hike and I look across and I see the beautiful landscape and that mm. that that beauty is that vibration of love and they're yeah they you know they're different words but they're very similar or say I sure I'm walking along and there's this just epic flower and I want to just look at it for a sec yeah <laughs> and uh, that's there's some beauty or let's see you know, there's like, say a lot of people identify love as within a relationship. So for me, the the moments where I take a pause and I, I look at Michaela and I say, 
I don't say I just look at her and I and I'm just taken with beauty because I am so in love with her and I just even were moments where she could think that she's not beautiful like when she's sleeping and her hair's all cuckoo yeah but I love it. that's you know there's another spot for beauty yeah, yeah. I think uh, like um, beauty too is also kind of a learned uh, skill or attribute because um, at the time in my life when I was like partying and very insecure I never noticed like trees or grass or this the amazing blue sky or taking the time to really feel the um, the love that does come from nature and just the things that I have gratitude you know beauty gratitude kind of the same thing so it is kind of a, a learned practice yeah um, you know just taking the time to actually look at a tree and notice its beauty or look at the flower and smell it and 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 be with it you know what i'm saying yeah because um, that's been a big part of my life is um you know becoming aware of the beauty that is surrounded by me i there i'm the same way with mackenzie you know she has her times when she's not she's like doubting herself or whatever yeah. and in her beauty but those are the times, you know, when I think she's the most beautiful. You know yeah, that's great. Good. Um, I mean, she's beautiful all the time, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. I think you know, um, just just becoming aware of the beauty that does surround you and taking time to appreciate it. Yeah. How do you think it's a good way to start doing that? If somebody's in a spot that isn't so easy um i would say take a second right now as you're listening wherever you're at and you know appreciate the clothes that are on your body or you know maybe you're driving in your car i appreciate the the vehicle that's getting you where you need to be whether it's a piece of junk or a lamborghini um it's it's the act of getting you there you know and, and finding the the gratitude in that or you know the the person that's in your life that gives you love or there's so many things it's it's amazing um how many things there is to be abundant or uh grateful for abundant for um you know you could appreciate your freaking nails sure you know yeah, you could appreciate you your teeth your eyes your knees your knees that keep you walking that's a, a pretty big one for me because i hurt my knee so i send love and appreciation to both of them equally um it's funny how like it takes it's been a thing like that for me like as i get sick per se or as i get you know it's funny that it's that sometimes you need you you don't need but it, it it has to get to that point before you before you do it like as i was uh, sick the other day i I got out of it and was like, oh, God, I appreciate my health. I love my health. I'm so glad I'm healthy. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's funny how that works. Yeah, sometimes you got to, like, almost lose the knee or yeah. whatever to be appreciative of what it's been doing your whole life. Yeah. And then if you don't listen to that, I think it can, you very well might lose your knee, you know? Yeah. You know, if somebody were to ignore that. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Because then it's just, you're not, you're not listening gonna learn the lesson one way or another wow um one of my um mentors dr joe dispenza i don't know if you've ever heard of him um he's a quantum physicist no. and so he he um does a lot of like seminars and stuff based on quantum physics and how our mind the way we we think and then feel and then react essentially the the thought creates a chemical that um, causes a reaction in the body um, and so he that's kind of him right but his story is he was doing like a marathon he was uh, um, or a triathlon or something like that and he was on the bike bicycle part of it and uh, got hit by a semi and it broke his back and so he decided that he wasn't going to get surgery because they wanted to put like steel rods in his back um, you know that's a probably probably a really extensive surgery that you'll never recover from yeah 
um, fully at least. So there's a know. lot of risk in that kind of surgery. Too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so he decided, you know, he was going to lay in bed for six weeks, I believe it was, and reconstruct his uh, vertebrae wow. with his mind. And so he meditated on literally his his spine reconstructing itself and within six weeks or six months he was walking uh again back on stage no surgery no surgery no medical attention and so that just that's just an example of like what our minds are capable of right we're able to um I'm, i'm able to heal my knee and that's why i do it this way you know i don't need the medical attention I can send the love to my knee. I can send the love to my body to heal the the cold or or whatever. Yeah. Um, a lot of like sicknesses are caused by resentment or, um, you know, just um, it's it's uh, dis-ease within the body. You're yeah. you're holding on to something, and so by letting it go, then you're able to get over that sickness. Yeah, if, totally. If you don't have to, even. Uh, hold on to anything at all you don't ever get sick you know what I mean whatever that means like there's multiple different variations but just like letting it go and whatever so I mean it's pretty well known that if you're like not to just to dumb it down a little it's pretty well known that if you're stressed you're gonna get sick yeah it's kind of the same idea if you you know in a more complex way no absolutely directly um I mean, I, and, and it's funny because I get allergies, mm-hmm. and I think allergies is attached to something. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like, I, I can't breathe. It's pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my nose is congested. I actually have this uh, spray that clears it right up, um, and that's why I'm able to talk right now because I took it okay. <laughs> right, right okay. before we got on. Good. Otherwise, I'd be like, well, you know, like nosily, nosily, <laughs> however you say it. Um, but it works for you. But I got to figure out what that is because it's all always direct, directly reflecting something. You know what I mean? So in the process. Good, you'll get it. Yeah, way there already. Yeah. That's pretty good, man. We're almost at an hour. Are we really? Yeah. A fast hour. Yeah, it, it just goes by. Um, you know, just talking about cool stuff. I know. It's nice Mushrooms, you know, abundance, gratitude, sickness, curing it. Yeah. That did go quick. That's yeah. Good. Well, that was a fantastic conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate everyone that uh, tuned in. Don, thanks for being here. Mackenzie, Peyton, a lot of you actually uh, got to join us today. Um, but that concludes today's episode. It's pretty good. That's great. Yeah, love, not fear. Love, not fear. I like that. Take your choice. <laughs> That's the episode name. Oh, all right then. <laughs> cool. All right, bro. Thanks again, and we're Thank out. You, Shane.